What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 30th, 2021, a Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Widow. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Good. I've, I've got uh, lots of energy, and we, uh, we were just discussing how uh, Kevin's had his brand flakes this morning or something. He's definitely uh, pumped up and full of energy. He's already got, he's already, he's got a lot of sauce. He's full of beans, Greg. He's full of beans. What? Yeah. What does that mean uh, that you, Cecil made you run, Kevin? Run me through that. For like four blocks, Cecil was like, I'd really like to run. And I was like, fuck, all right, let's run. So we just ran. And you're out there in your jeans and your your your, your, oh, yeah. your what your flannel. Oh, yeah. You're running up there with your hat backwards, yeah. or are you wearing Jacket. the brimless hat? Uh, no hat, hair on the bun. In fact, gotcha. I ran with such vigor that my hair tossed itself out of the bun. Wow. Huh. Wow. Uh, you don't see that often. You know. Yeah. So Kevin's pumped up. He's ready to go. We should be prepared for some uh, salty comments from him because you know what he's like when he gets too much energy. The problem is, yeah, when Kevin has too much, he's gonna get. He's gonna get combative. He's gonna, you know, who's he gonna, gonna pick a fight with? Is it gonna be you? Is it gonna be me? Is it gonna be the chat? You never know what he's yeah. gonna be. I'm, I'm already braced for it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Mr. Witta, how have you been in the past week since I hung out with you? I've been good. Well, I, you know, I've got a lot of projects uh, uh, percolating, cooking. You're uh, making like, a lot of think, waves with that uh, last Starfighter business. For, uh, yeah, we just passed a hundred thousand views on YouTube, which is not bad for you know my sad little channel. If people uh, don't of, know what it is, explain it. Um, so uh, I, I, I've been a great fan of the uh, of the movie The Last Starfighter, you know, '80s classic for many years, and I've been trying to find a way uh, to bring it back to do a sequel. And uh, my and good for the record, John you've Bell. been trying to do that forever. I remember Se when you came through up at years. years. Yeah, yeah, you several years. A few years ago, I met the original creator and writer of The Last Starfighter, a guy came, a guy named Jonathan Betchwell, and uh, he and I uh, hit it off, and uh, we've been trying to uh, bring the sequel back. Uh, for a while now and I, I we've gotten to a point where i think we're very close and uh we put together a little sizzle reel you know just some concept art that we got my good friend matt, matt Allsop, who did all the uh well, not all of the concepts but he was the lead concept artist on rogue one um heard of and chris and chris tilton uh great video game composer uh put together a beautiful new orchestration of the classic theme tune and we cut together a little sizzle reel you can go to youtube.com slash g and uh, check it out if you want it's uh it's it's gone viral greg it's what everywhere. is the hope with this trailer? Is this trailer's teaser and just to show the excitement and then a, like a, a major motion picture organization looks at it and says, oh, we should make this with them? We're, we're, I mean, the major, the major motion picture organization, we're already there. I mean, we're already, those gotcha. conversations are already being had. This is not about like trying to make people aware of it. They're aware of it. Sure, this was okay. just, hey, look, we have this stuff that we worked on. We think it's pretty cool. There's, I, I get, you know, messages and tweets at least several a day people saying hey what's going on with starfighter or because people are know i'm associated with it. i thought well look, let me show you a little bit of what we have you know there's a lot of a lot of interest out there and we got a lot of great comments i think it really validated our instincts uh that people would like to see a, a you know a new starfighter movie and uh yeah i mean i i hope we'll get to do it if this doesn't work out or is a huge success would you consider making uh flight of the navigator too <gasps> you know the funny thing is i actually i actually got offered that you son of a bitch. I, you're so Why didn't you take it? It's my, oh my, my two bastards so moment for today. <laughs> I can't help myself, Greg. Um, you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. I, 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 I looked at it. Um, I went back and watched the movie. And, um, you know, it's an interesting movie. It's, it's one of those 80s movies that hasn't aged as well as some others. Uh, but it's, a, you know, it's, it's fun. I just, you know, what you need to do when, when someone asks you to, you know, to cut, you know, to, to work on a new version of a movie, whether it be a reboot, uh, or a sequel or something, 
um, you need to come up with a take. You need to come up with an approach. Like, here's here's how I would do this. Here's yeah. why you want to make my version of the movie and no one else's. And I, I just couldn't find a way into it. Like, I, you know, sometimes you, when you watch one of these old movies and someone's asking to make a sequel, you go, oh, I know exactly what I would do. Sure. Like with Starfighter, we know exactly what we want to do. With Navigator, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I would. I don't know what I would do with it. Like it just it didn't spark that, you know, the imagination. So I so I uh, I moved on. Next time that happens, you come to me, Gary. All right, we'll do. Oh, we'll yeah, joker we have it. some ideas. We'll joker for me. it. Right. Oh I'll yeah, we'll do a joker. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. It, we, it. wouldn't be our first collaboration. That's true. Exactly. It won't be our last, I'm sure. Uh, but enough about us making major motion pictures. That's right. We're making Flight of the Navigator. So wait, is it? Did they already announce Flight of the Navigator too? Did I miss this? No, I, th- I think they're still trying to figure out how to make it. It's one call of those things. That, after like, this show, actually, you know what? Pause. Mute yourself right now and call them and say, you know what? I got an idea. And then I need to go rewatch Flight of the Navigator because I haven't seen it since I was like six years old. I have no fucking idea what happens in this movie. I remember the ship was cool. He time travels because he like goes in and he comes back and everybody's old. And I remember he had a cute little alien. Well, yeah, what's really weird about it is um, that it's actually really traumatic for the parents in the movie. Like he gets kind of he gets abducted by these aliens and he's gone for like 20 years and the parents Mm -hmm. just think he's gone dead or whatever. And then he comes back 20 years later, but he hasn't aged. And so for the parents, it's a real mind. I remember that part. I remember that. Do they? I forget. Does it reset at the end? Because this is the 80s where they were like, you know what? Fuck it. No happy ending. So it doesn't doesn't remember. I remember. I remember the ship being very cool. I remember like compliance. Remember that guy? The the, the, uh, the AI that navigated the ship. That was really cool um but yeah like you know some of these 80s movies they kind of like, oh yeah like it's so ripe for a remake or a reboot or a sequel or something and others not so much i mean i'm sure someone will come up with it someone smarter than me will come up with a good way to oh to no i'm it. reading heads up everybody i am reading it i'm reading the description here on the plot synopsis on wikipedia he does go back to 1978 oh he does yeah max warns this okay. could vaporize david but david accepts the risk oh After so the journey like, wakes like, up in the ravine which i remember i remember the ditch Walks home, so, finds everything. So, from the there. parents' point of view, it's like it never happened, really. Last sure, time, yeah, it's like okay. alternate timeline. Yeah, I remember Avengers thinking, shit. like, from the point of view of the parents, going, "Man, that's really fucked up. They just spent twenty years like not knowing what happened to their kid. That's horrible." Yeah, yeah, but it's good science fiction. I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about San Diego Comic Con defending their Thanksgiving show. Pikmin app details from IGN and some CD Projekt news because this is kind of funny. Games Daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over at Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. You can write in with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Of course, on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, you can get each and every episode of the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday and you can support the empire that is kind of funny however if you have no bucks toss our way no big deal there are plenty of other ways to support you can be watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like om jesus is pj julian is the 16 shards of adonalism are uh, they're all watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games of course if you have amazon prime you have a free subscription we'd love it if you gave it to us yada 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 uh if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games please like subscribe and share youtube uh, i already said the youtube part roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday if you're on the podcast feeds please consider giving a, a review over there sharing with your friends subscribing yada 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 you understand so it's keep- kind, of, oh, sorry. kind of funny is the empire i suppose that would make you palpatine yeah that's right and I, I want everybody to know that I do have multiple clones of myself, and they are getting down with all sorts of people to repopulate the world with little Gregs when it needs to happen. 
that was what happened with him, right? He was cloned, and then that was spoilers. That was he's raised. He's I, raised I dead. I don't remember. Isn't that how they they did that? Kevin, you're a big Star Wars fan. You love no, all this shit. No, that's no. Isn't that he what had, happened? He made clones, he, right? And they had sex. He, <laughs> no, they had sex with other people. No, the clones weren't weren't sexing anyone up. The clones were then like. How did Ray become? He, how did Ray be? How did Ray happen? He had a kid. He had a kid that we never meet. The kid huh. had Ray with someone. So else. the clone had to sex somebody up to get Ray's parents. No, no, it was just his kid. He sexed someone up when he was younger. Palpatine. Palpatine sexed someone. Wait, up the original when he was Palpatine had sex, or one of the pa- Palpatine clones had sex? The original Palpatine. Shit, fuck, really? I've totally had this wrong in my the, head. The, the Palpatine clones are not clones so much of Palpatine as much as they're, as they're the Snoke character. Snoke? Snoke? That was it. Snoke, uh, Snoke, yeah. Palpatine Can we move himself on? Was Shit, I gotta call, I gotta call back of, all these Greg clones I have having sex with everybody. I, I didn't think this through, you know what I mean? <laughs> We can move on. Uh, housekeeping for you. Uh, we're making the best content of our lives right now, and I'm not joking. Ladies and gentlemen, we are killing it and couldn't do it without you. Uh, the Kind of Funny podcast this week that's up right now is all about getting old. Uh, it's the normal uh, rigmarole of the Kind of Funny podcast that is us bullshitting with each other, but then getting super serious. It's available right now, youtube.com slash kindoffunny. And, of course, our friend Robert Kirkman joins us tomorrow to talk about Invincible and The Walking Dead. Uh, then there's a new PS I Love You XOXO up right now on youtube.com slash games. This this one's uh, getting the top 15 Vita games you need before the stores are closed. And you had, if you could just have one perfect Vita, this is what it would be. It's five picks from me, five picks from Blessing, and five picks from the chat. And then, guess what? Yesterday, the Kind of Funny Morning Show came back. Uh, you can check it out on YouTube.com slash plays where we put up all of our Twitch streams. It was a great time. Andrea Renee came through. Uh, we had a whole bunch of fun clips and stuff in there. Kevin busted his ass to make it happen, and it was amazing, Kev. Thank you. Great work. Uh, tomorrow after Kind of Funny Games Daily I am raising money on my stream on twitch.tv slash games for the American Heart Association that's right all the money raised tomorrow will go to charity you can find out more at kindoffunny.com slash A-H-A that's A-H-A like American Heart Association and be ready to donate tomorrow uh, thank you to our Patreon producers Mick aka at Dananobiologist Abramson, uh, Jack Black, uh, Jack Black, Black Jack, Trent Berry, and Black Jack again. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. We got four items on the Roper Report. Thank you, Kevin. Wow, that ain't, oof, ain't. I told you. I told you, Kevin's he's full of beans. What is that? Is that a British thing? Full of beans? Yes, it just means you got a lot of energy. Well, I figured that much, but I also it means you're gonna fart a lot, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, for all I know, he is. I don't know what he's doing. That's a great if he's point. using Nvidia no, broadcast, I'm definitely farting can, a lot, Gary. Yep. Is that weird? We thought, I, I, I've meant to bring this up on the podcast. I can't remember. Oh, I did. Yeah, I remember. People didn't like it or whatever. But I mean, you, now that we're at home, headphones, mics, you're just farting all the time. You know what I mean? Nobody can tell. It's great. Uh, uh, Greg, Greg, I want to be crystal clear with the audience here. You were farting all the time at the studio. You all were. But I mean, like, then you try to make it quiet. Here, you just don't care. No. Number one on the Roper Report, Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con is defending the fact that it's doing Comic-Con on Thanksgiving. This is Eric Fredrickson over at GameSpot. San Diego Comic-Con International announced this weekend the dates for its first in-person convention since COVID-19 began. With Comic-Con Special Edition set to run over the Thanksgiving weekend from November 26th to November 28th. 
Now, organizers are having to defend those dates to fans disappointed that they have chose that they have to choose between family and a convention this fall. Comic-Con Special Edition is a three-day event, one day shorter than the full-size Comic-Con, and quite a bit later than the usual July dates. Fans decreed the announcement on social media, and convention organizers have now released a statement in hopes of appeasing those conflicted con-goers. Quote, as conventions and events have had to cancel their in-person shows or have converted to virtual formats during the pandemic, some have been postponed to later years, uh, while others have been rescheduled to the later part of 2021, resulting in a very packed convention center calendar, said convention organizers in an official statement. When reviewing dates for an in-person event, it was clear that available meeting and exhibit space would limit our options. Of the dates presented with the fewest restrictions, Friday through Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend seemed to be the best balance of available space and our envisioned event. As longtime fans ourselves, we have attended many conventions over that holiday weekend, opting to spend Thanksgiving Day with family and the rest of the weekend with friends and our families of choice. While this is not unusual in the convention trade, we understand this choice is not optimal for everyone, end quote. Countless events reaching all the way back to March 2020 were canceled as a precaution for COVID-19, including huge events like San Diego Comic-Con and E3, as well as smaller conventions across the country. The second half of 2021 will mark the first chance fans have to go back to these gathering places, but is also going to be the first time many will see their families who they might not have seen since Christmas 2019. Comic-Con special edition organizers say, quote, say, quote, was never intended to be the uh, Comic-Con special edition, comma, organizers say, comma, was never intended to be the large gathering reflective of the summer event, but rather a shorter event meant to slowly and cautiously allow fans to gather. It's also a matter of money, as usual, with Comic-Con organizers stating that the event will, quote, generate much needed revenue, not only for the organization, but also for local businesses and the community. Quote continues. The loss of revenue has had an acute impact on the organization as it has with many small businesses, necessitating reduced work schedules and reduction in pay for employees, among other issues, said Comic-Con spokesperson uh, uh, David Glanzer. Hopefully, this event will shore up our financial reserves and mark a slow return to larger in-person gatherings in 2022. Gary motherfucking Witta, Mr. Comic-Con, they call you. How do you feel about Comic-Con being on Thanksgiving weekend? I think it's colossally stupid. Here, here. Agreed. Of course. Uh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I mean, look, the COVID thing, I mean, like maybe maybe by Thanksgiving things will be, you know, much, so, you know, the, the, we're making great progress with the vaccinations, as you know. Uh, by by Thanksgiving, I think, you know, that, that, that's, that and Halloween, like, I already told my kid we're going to go, we're going to go trick-or-treating this Halloween because, you know, I think that, you know, if we, we are turning the corner, right? We're, we're seeing that now. Um, and I think by Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, we will be in decent shape. And from, I mean, it's not going to be super, I mean, when you talk about like a very, very large Comic-Con style gathering, I still don't think it's super safe. Look, someone's going to get COVID going to this event, guaranteed. Like there will be, there will be cases of COVID coming out of it, even with all the vaccinations and, you know, everything else that's there, we're trending in the right direction. Um, I understand that the, 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 the people that put on San Diego Comic-Con need to make money. They're obviously losing money while they're not, you know, running their business, putting on conventions. Um, but put, put the COVID thing aside. Thanksgiving, really? Seriously? Come on. I, I mean, maybe it's the only date they could get. I mean, the reason why it's the only date available is because no one else is fucking stupid enough to put a convention on over Thanksgiving weekend. Who would want to do it? It's supposed to be a time for family. And the COVID thing plays in, Greg, because we didn't, we didn't get to have Thanksgiving last year. 
Yeah. Right, so everyone's really going to want to have Thanksgiving with their families this year. I'm not fucking going. I love Comic Con. I'm not going. And and here's and here's the other thing. Think about this, Greg. And it's and it and it's the same reason we get annoyed while they when they do these like Thanksgiving Day sales and Black Friday sure. and stuff. Y- you and I can make the choice to not go. But if you work for the if you work for the convention center or if you work for one of the many 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 if you work at DC if you work Marvel and you're the events team like fuck yeah. you have or, to do or a, this or a film studio or any or a merchandising company Funko Pops all that stuff no matter anyone who's like, you know security for the event administration policing a lot of people a lot of people are not going to have a choice about being able to like they just lost one thanksgiving for un, for unavoidable reasons now we're going to learn they're going to lose another one for completely avoidable reasons stupid 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 i will not be going it's very stupid my biggest problem with this is that i feel like the answer is the second part of the article this isn't my art problem with GameSpot. it's the problem with comic-con and as i always talk about with any corporation or any organization right like just be human and honest about it. And I think this, when we get to the second half here, right, and they talk about the fact of generate much-needed revenue, for the, not only for the organization, but then they try to push it on other people, but it's definitely for the organization. Loss of revenue has an acute impact on the organization. Like, the statement here should have been as such. Hey, everybody, and, I, and part of, there's, a, there's part of this that I kind of do believe, that there's, well, if you, since things are freeing up, there's a rumor that since things are freeing up, that if you want to keep your convention timeline for next year, if you want to keep your space you have reserved for 2022, you need to do something contractually in 2021, right? Which I do buy. And so my statement would be very clear if I was in charge, in charge of Comic-Con. Hey, everybody, we have to do this to keep our spot for next year. So we're doing a smaller Comic-Con. We understand that everybody can't come to it. We understand that it's not a great date. It's We're doing this, hopefully, as we spin up the wheels to have next year's big Comic-Con, but also to see how it'll be to bring in people to have a convention again to make people feel safe. This is not going to be the Comic-Con you know. This is not going to be the Hall H lines out the door and the studios are there and yada, yada, yada. Because back to what you're talking about gary like i i think that while we talk about when i talk about people from dc marvel etc put in companies that go to comic-con here we're talking about the events staffs right we're talking about the people who have to work the booth we're talking about the people who have to staff the floor like i and no i do not believe that any of the hollywood a-listers are going to give up their thanksgiving weekend where they can finally go do this you're not going to see a lot of big celebrities at this one you might see you might see like you know a few people from fucking stargate or something showing up to sell their autographs because they get you know you always see them right in like celebrity alley and stuff like that um and that's fine that's their bread and butter i i I don't have any problem with that but you're right it's 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 gonna be a much smaller event you're not gonna get any big stars because all these big stars have got better things to do they'd rather you're gonna get if they do haul each with their families you're gonna get a lot of canned video messages and stuff like that but again like i think yeah and that's fine that's whatever i just i feel like comic-con stepped on the rake by doing this and not justifying it from the start it should have been hey everybody comic-con special edition i would have called it I don't know, something but stressing Comic-Con smaller edition, which of course they don't want to do because they still want you to charge. I'm sure they're still going to try to charge you whatever they charge for Comic-Con tickets or whatever. But just be honest about what this is of like, hey, we are doing something smaller here. This is not meant to be the big Comic-Con. This is, we understand you can't all come. That's fine. This is for those who can come, those who want to come. I already have friends who I, I saw on Instagram talking about like they booked their hotel room. And I'm not trying to shit on anybody who wants to go to this or doesn't have a family they want to hang out with on Thanksgiving or anything like that. This isn't meant to guilt you. I understand that this is for someone there are an audience go but the fact that they're trying to act like this is comic-con when they announced it now they're trying to act like well it's not it's it's a smaller com it's like just fucking be honest if it is like hey 
our organization's almost out of money. We need live events to thrive. We're doing a live event here. It is a smaller live event. This is the point. This is the thing. I mean, look, we don't we don't know what their finances are like. Putting on a live event, you know, in in the fall could be the difference between them surviving and not surviving yeah. as a company, right? Um, yeah. I think there's an argument to be made to, to to do another virtual event. You know, Thanksgiving is right on that. It's like uh, COVID. You know, maybe, maybe not. It's it's a bit squishy. Um, and you know, and there are going to be plenty of people. Like I said, people have already booked their hotel rooms. Not everyone has a family or gives a shit about their family or wants to spend Thanksgiving with their family. And Comic-Con is an option for them. It'll be a smaller event. Um, I don't know. The more I think about it, it it's like, it's, I, I think it's, it doesn't, it, I, I don't hate it. I just really, I really don't like it. I think it's really dumb. I think they're going to have trouble. And here's the thing. They're going to, I think they're going to have difficulty getting a lot of eyes on it because people tune out over Thanksgiving. I'm going to be in a fucking turkey coma. I'm not going to be watching fucking panels, you know, on, uh, on YouTube or whatever. I I think they're going to have a hard time. You know, it's, 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 Thanksgiving's a bit of a dead zone for news and stuff like that. So I don't don't know how effective it's going to be. They, they obviously want to sell tickets. They, I mean, like what I, the one thing that I'll give the guy credit for in that statement is he was honest about it. We need to make money. We need to make money. We need to function as a business. Um, and so from a COVID standpoint, it's not great. It's not terrible from, from a, from a calendar standpoint, it's just, it, it, it really, I mean, obviously the, I come back to this, the reason why they're doing Thanksgiving weekend is it's clearly the only weekend available because totally. who else would want it? Who else yeah. would want that date? Nobody. And I think that's, you know, and that, yeah, I, I appreciate the candor. Yeah. From the second, from the statement from David down here. Yeah. The official statement from uh, the actual uh, convention organizers and their official statement, I think uh, misses the mark. Cause I think it's easy enough to justify this stuff. If you were to say honestly, openly, Hey, this isn't for everybody. It's going to be smaller. We need money. We need to throw an event. We need to keep going and have it. Make I, sense gar- but I guarantee you, if you're someone who works with DC or Marvel, or Image Comics, or Funko Pops, or any of these merchandise. You can stop right there. Think of our friends at IGN company. and GameSpot who do IGN, the live coverage and have to watch GameSpot, all this stuff. Keep going. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of companies that will be at even this smaller event. If you if you work at one of these companies uh, and part of your job is to do these conventions and you saw this news drop and you have a family, you just went, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Seriously, I didn't get to spend Thanksgiving with my family last year. I was looking forward to Thanksgiving this year. And now I've got to be fucking working a booth. Fuck off. Agreed. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, uh, we have Pikmin app deets. This is from Jordan Oleman over at IGN.com. Last week, Nintendo and Niantic revealed that they had partnered once again to release a Pikmin augmented reality game similar to Pokemon Go, with the goal being, quote, to make walking more delightful. Niantic has begun testing its Nintendo-partnered Pikmin augmented reality app in Singapore and via an anonymous source. IGN has seen the early version of the game, uh, currently simply titled Pikmin App, and read through its Help Center uh, section for a rundown of the game. As a result, we can reveal some details about how it will work when it launches worldwide. Of course, with the game in testing, some features could change before the final version. Two features that will almost certainly change from this version are the lack of any microtransactions and points of interest, similar to Pokemon Go's Pokestops, uh, being currently non-interactable. Pikmin are seen as a dormant seedling. Pikmin are first seen as dormant seedlings that you must find, pluck, and grow by walking around the real world with your smartphone. Walking accumulates energy, which you can use to pluck and collect Pikmin, adding them to your squad, parentheses, and you can manually rename Pikmin too. Places of interest in the Pikmin app may well be based on Ingress portals and not Pokemon Go's uh, Pokestops. 
Once Pikmin have grown, uh, they can be added to a squad, parentheses, not unlike Pokemon Go parties. Once you've got a Pikmin squad, if you walk with them, they will accumulate fruits that can be turned into nectar, <laughs> just like the mainline Pikmin games. Uh, Pikmin who, part- oh, I'm sorry, just like the mainline Pikmin games, Pikmin who partake in the nectar will bloom leaves, buds, and flowers. And uh, when the flowers glow, players can collect petals by tapping on the bloomed Pikmin. Petals are under the flower planting mode described below. Of course, you should go to IGN and read their full report. Uh, different Pikmin offer different colored petals, and petals have a recovery period before you can collect them again. Collected Pikmin also have a, have life meters represented by small hearts. Uh, Jordan's uh, rundown of the app goes on and on and on from there. But Gary, first blush, are you going to be playing Pikmin app? No, these games aren't for me. But it, but it, but it, it's not my cup of tea. But it all sounds very good. I think there'll be a market for it. It won't be as big as the Pokemon market of because course. you know what is. Um, but I think it's a good fit. You know, we talked about this on the show the other week. You know, the Pikmin. You know, kind of the whole idea is always these little creatures that live in your garden. So there's an AR you know, sense to, for that right away. Like, you know, and, and I and I, like, I know that there are some people that like the neckbeards will be looking at the worst ER game ever and they'll be doing all that shit that they do. But it's not for you. It's for kids. It's mostly for kids. And kids are going to love this. I can already imagine my eight-year-old daughter kind of running around the backyard um, you know, looking, you know, for Pikmin in the bushes and stuff like that. It'll be fun. She'll, she'll like it. Um, and so for that, for the market that it's intended for, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Indeed. No, I, my thought process on this is a couple different things. We've talked about the Pikmin app uh, last week, obviously, but I don't think Pikmin has like this. It has an audience. Don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a small group of Nintendo fans that love Pikmin. And my thought would be that they're just going to be excited to have more Pikmin. I, you, you're talking about the neck beards or whatever. Be like, oh, I actually think people will be like, oh, cool. Pikmin's doing something again. They're doing something new with Pikmin. And yeah. You know, I mean, the Pikmin games, and I'm speaking out of turn as somebody who's never been a huge Pikmin fan, right? Aren't the most, like, in-depth, like, crazy gameplay, all this other stuff, right? I think that this actually fits into that world. Now, will it be for everybody? No, of course not. Like, I know plenty of people who love Pokemon but don't play Pokemon Go, and I know plenty of people who play Pokemon Go but don't want to play a mainline Pokemon. And even me, I you know, I got into Pokemon Go for, like, what, two months or whatever, where uh, Jen and I were all over the place going out there and capturing them. I mean, everyone was. Remember, you'd see... Remember that yeah, but I did it late. When it was real, yeah. Do you remember when it was really hot though, and there was like yeah. actual like issues in the real world where like people stampeding into Central Park or whatever because somebody had reported yes. a rare Pokemon? We Dude, would see I- all around all the Pokemon gyms around here. We would drive around. You'd see like fifty people like congregated around a bus stop, staring at their phones. We're like, must be a Pokemon gym, you know? Uh, I forget who said it, and it was a long time ago. But Pokemon Go was the closest we ever got to World Peace. Where it was ridiculous uh-huh. when that game launched to walk on, like, you know, when I was in you know, a different section of the Sunset, super sleepy neighborhood area where we had the first studio or the spare bedroom. Like, walking on those streets that were usually dead and so quiet, walking on the streets and having people running around, screaming about Charizards, doing the gym, standing there, like, it was amazing. And that the was a that, moment in time where that game launched. And you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. You know, you know what I thought I, I thought was interesting about that phenomenon is like games are massive, right? Video games are massive. We know they're huge. We know these things sell millions of, of copies. They're cultural phenomenons, billions of dollars in business. But it's kind of hidden, right? Because you play games at home, right? Everyone's at home. And the only way you're ever aware of anyone else playing games. Like sometimes I think about this, like I'm playing like GTA or The Last of Us Part Two or whatever, and I'm thinking, man, like millions of other people right now are in their living rooms playing oh, yeah. this as well. But you don't see it because they're all in their private rooms. When you when you play games online and you're playing with voice and stuff, you're getting aware of the fact, oh yeah, there's lots of other people playing this game right now. But it's not like in the real outside world, so to speak. But yeah, Pokemon Go did transcend that barrier. You saw people all over the streets playing games. You go, oh shit, this is huge. 
right? Because you can see it right in front of you. They're everywhere. Totally. They're on the streets. They're in the in the in your local park. You know, they're just they're at these gyms, these 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 battle locations. So it, I, it's interesting. Obviously, it was a big success, but I think it seemed almost even bigger than it was because it was so visible. Because it was in public in a way that video games aren't usually played. Video games are usually played in private. This one was played in public. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I, 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 you nail it, I think, right there, of the, having a moment of seeing it and sharing in that video game experience. Like, I don't know, you know, Gary, uh, obviously, you're much, 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 much older than me, but I'm also old. And so it's like, the, I still get excited. Like, the guy who made a joke about it on one of the shows recently, like, the guy across the, the back here, like, our back, or, you know, my back window looks into his back window, only plays Call of Duty. But I'm still stoked to see him playing Call of Duty. And then when I'll go out the front door, sometimes I'll look up and there's a person who plays Switch up there. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Somebody's playing Switch. And like you're saying, there are millions of gamers. We know this. We know how successful these units are. But it's so cool to see someone else doing what I love to do. And so, yeah, yeah, when you're walking the streets, like, you know, when we walked uh, through Golden Gate Park and it's a community day and it's people out there in their, uh, well, before, you know, pre-COVID times, out there in their Pikachu hats and all running around and they've got their Ash Ketchum hats and they got the ball and they're looking for a porygon it's fun it's cool i like that and so yeah like celebrating that and getting that out into the real world is awesome what pikmin's gonna do i don't know you know what i mean where it's like i again i think pikmin is a game that people love i don't know like you're saying i don't think you'll see it take off and explode the way pokemon go did but i've been proven wrong before on how successful things will be yeah, I agree. It's 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 obviously not as big as Pokemon, but nothing is. I think not. You know, I think it'll be successful. I think it's a good fit. You know, from you know, in terms of the franchise and and the implementation. You know, again, there'll, there'll be a market for it. Hold on a second. Now, as you know, people are allowed to write in to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up ways we screw it up. Uh, but then sometimes people like to just shoot their fucking mouths off in chat and act like they know a fucking thing or two. Uh, Lakers head 2432 says, Pikmin is top two Nintendo franchises, Greg. Really bigger than Zelda? Are you? F- no, he, I, I, that's the thing. Is he definitely doesn't mean by sales. He's just talking, I think, maybe for him. For him, for Lakers head, it's a top two franchise. You're going to say, so what? It's Mario, then Pikmin. That's what we're going to say the top franchises are for Nintendo. This is why That's I have to take. This is why I have to take three ibuprofen before looking at the comments, Greg. Well, you know, it's usually the Twitch chat, and like I said, there's been a rash of people not putting up carbon monoxide detectors, and they get they get deprived of oxygen, and they say stupid things in the chat like that. I'm like, defend yourself, Lakers head. I look, everybody's just over here. They're just celebrating on your grave right now because you just, come on now. What do we? What do you mean, top two Nintendo franchise? What does that mean? All right, what does that fucking mean? Yeah, nothing. That's what I thought, you goddamn coward. All right, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Pikmin's bad. Yeah, it's sorry. It's sorry that Lakers had had to be uh, roasted on a pike like that, Greg. But I mean, maybe, maybe that, maybe that, maybe that's a good thing that you did it because maybe that'll you know, before the next keyboard warrior fucking weighs in, they'll 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 you know think twice. Think twice. Murph before Dad says, spoken like a true Lakers fan. <laughs> 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 we have fun here. We have fun here. Come back, Lakers head. It's fine. I'll forgive. Uh, next story on the Roper Report. It's number three. It is CD Projekt uh, updates. Uh, today, CD Projekt put out this whole uh, strategy update thing that I was putting in here piece by piece with different reports. But then, of course, the one and only 
Rebecca Valentine from IGN.com, friend of the show, uh, wrote it up, and we're just going to read her report. Uh, it's rather long, but so give, go give her a click a little bit, okay? Go click over on IGN, look for a story, click on that. <laughs> After a long, drawn-out development for Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt is preparing to shift gears for future AAA projects and work on games in both The Witcher and Cyberpunk franchises simultaneously beginning in 2022. During a strategy update presentation, CD Projekt outlined how it's going to achieve its goals to development or develop two AAA games in two different franchises simultaneously, saying it intends to staff up over the next year and have development teams working on both projects at once, including leads. Uh, it's also planning to adjust the capabilities of its internal game engine to allow features like NPC routines and player character control to be adapted in multiple games at once. Quote, we want to be sure that we can work with two global brands uh, at the same time while ensuring top quality of our products, said CTO Powell uh, Zawadi. Uh, quote, we emphasize technology advancements and we want to set up versatile teams which combine various specializations and competencies. These teams will be further assisted by a cross-projects group of experts who, owing the... Ex owing? Owning? I think it means owning. No, owing to their expertise, uh, can contribute to key aspects of development. All these changes aim to enable us uh, to work on multiple AAA games and expansions in parallel starting in 2022. Uh, though the presentation did not specify what either of these games would be, a CD uh, as CD Projekt made a point to say it was going to be more careful with how early it made announcements in the future, given criticism of Cyberpunk's transformations from its original announcement, it did say it wants to continue adding onto the traditional RPG. The Witcher, for instance, began as a tra traditional RPG, uh, added action elements, and Cyberpunk took those genres and added shooter elements as well. It also addressed, albeit indirectly, criticisms of massive crunch at the studio ahead of Cyberpunk 2077, despite reassurances from studio leadership that they would do no such thing, saying it was putting in place new support systems to minimize stress and prevent burnout, including more mental health support, though CD Projekt did not go into specifics. It also outlined its plans for 2021, saying Cyberpunk 2077 would receive patches and updates, free DLC, and a next-gen update. While the Witcher franchise would see the Witcher Monster Slayer, next-gen updates for Witcher 3, and further development for Gwent. CD Projekt also announced today it acquired Digital Scapes and gave an update as to how it would be doing its marketing going forward. Uh, while I'm here, before because I want all your, I want you to respond to all that, Gary. I'll pop out right here though. Uh, Digital Scapes is uh, a Toronto or no Vancouver-based game studio that they uh, got up here. Uh, the well-known Digital Scapes team is our trusted partner. For three years, we have been. Uh closely working together and we trust them completely digital scapes have put a in a great deal of work during the making of cyberpunk 2077 assisting in development of the game and optimizing various features and so on and so forth but yeah they picked up uh they signed a term sheet specifying the conditions under which it will acquire the vancouver-based game dev studio gary witta is this cart in front of the horse like what, what like cyberpunk 2077 still isn't fixed it still isn't, it still is not on the psn it still doesn't have the next gen updates do we care right now of what they're doing in 2022 do we care about them working on two triple a franchises side by side i mean i'm not really in a position to to kind of speak you know expertly about whether or not they're spreading their resources too thin you know the company management you know knows what they have and what they need to be doing uh, better than I do. They've got two major franchises, right? Even though Cyberpunk is the, is the newer thing, they do. You know, Witcher is also like a huge. That was the the game that built their company. 
So they need to keep servicing that. Um, you know, they've obviously got a roadmap for Witcher going forward. I'm sure we'll all be excited when they you know, eventually inevitably announce Witcher 4. Uh, you know, we'd, we'd all love to see that. Um, look, I, I feel bad for CD Projekt, I, and, I, and I want them to succeed. I want them to get back on their feet. They had a worse 2020. That, they had a worse 2020 than most people, and we all had a shit mm-hmm. 2020. <laughs> we all had a shit 2020. But they, you know, they, had every, they, they went through everything else we went through, plus that as well. And look, a lot of it was their fault. Yeah, we, we've talked about it a million times. They knew what well, they had. They, in they a, knew in they the should have released, and they did. Emergency and break, and real quick on this, just for the rant. For the, blah, 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 blah. We we always say, oh yeah, you know they knew. Remember, of course, this is people at the top. It's coming down on the the masses that work for them, being like, fucking put the game out. Like this wasn't like, you know, John and Jane Doe developer being like, yeah, fucking it doesn't work, ship it. Like this was from the top pressure. So yes, I agree with you. Just making sure we're being clear about like. Yeah, when but I mean, but, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like the it wasn't like the the dev the the, the people at the top thought it was finished. Right, they they knew that they Correct. were shipping they knew an, an unfinished, broken game, and they felt they had. They I mean, that's why like, I fucked those people at the top. Right. Is what I'm saying. It's, they, you know, they made a calculation. Look, it's not ready, but we have to ship it now. Of the t- of the two options we have, which is ship it now or wait and ship it next, you know, financial quarter or whatever, we're better off shipping it now. That turned out to be one of the great historic miscalculations in the history <laughs> of the business. <laughs> um well but you know they're, they're now trying to get back on their feet you know it, it's you know i still think they're fundamentally a good game company they made a they made a colossal colossal miscalculation um and they've uh, boy have they paid the price um but you know they are now trying to clean up the mess that they made and i hope they're able to do so i hope they they're able to get back on their feet there's a lot of good devs a lot of good people uh that work there i think they're very contrite uh, they're they're trying to you know they're trying to make good you know I I, I like to you know believe in, in second chances and uh, yeah it's like they they paid the price I gave them as much shit as anyone else for it at the time I've talked a lot about what a disaster it was and how they should be held responsible and I think they have been and they are holding themselves responsible um, and I and I hope they're able to continue making cyberpunk and Witcher games and whatever they want to do uh, next. But look, we all have long memories. It's going to take a time for their reputation to recover, a long time. Well, that was my thing. Like, you know, yesterday's a, a thumbnail and, and headline question that Blessing proposed was, can they fix Cyberpunk? And my response was no, because I don't think Cyberpunk's broken in a way that you look at it and you're like, oh, well, you fall through the le- level every time here. Like, this is a game that has been, its reputation is damaged, which then damages the entire thing. So, like taking a step back from that, Gary, you talk about us having long memories. What do you think reception to The Witcher Four will be? Is it going to be immediately like, oh man, this is great, or is it going to be an entire preview cycle where people are like, fucking prove it? Um, it, I, 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 I don't know. I, um, I think that they, I see that. Uh, Paris, the uh, cyberpunk opinion haver, has entered the chat. Ladies so, and gentlemen, from the kind of funny X cast, Paris, Paris Lilly is joining Paris, us. What, what do you think? He's the he's the real cyberpunk expert. All right, hello, Paris Lilly from the kind of funny X cast. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. I was literally doing housework and listening to this, and I go, I, I have to chime in because please, you know, you're welcome here anytime. You, you, I appreciate the fact that you slack to ask if you could join the show. You are allowed <laughs> to join whenever you want to, sir. You you require no invitation. Well, we're in the presence of the great Gary Witta. I have to make sure I get permission before I jump on. When, That's when fair. Gary, fair you're, enough, always, yeah. you're always welcome on anything I'm doing, Paris. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Paris, where are you right now with this? Uh, I, I, actually, you yeah, you were listening. Where did you want to jump in? I, I just wanted to jump in because they they put out the news, you know, obviously the studio acquisition, and they kind of laid out their future roadmap. 
while all of that is great, and I'm sure people listening or watching this knows my history with, with Cyberpunk 2077, I'm happy to see it, but I almost feel like this isn't the time to say it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, as you, you pointed out earlier, Greg, the game's still not on, on the PlayStation Store. I mean, this is unprecedented of a game of this size and scope to not... I think it's been 100 days now. It's not been on the PlayStation Store, which is crazy. More than, um, yeah. Yes. This, this Maybe really it will big... actually come out in 2077. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might. It just might. But, I mean, just the fact that, you know, that patch just dropped. Um, it was like 8,000 words. It was just epic. It just yeah. clearly shows the game should have never come out when it did. And then the very next day, you're dropping this news. Hey, we're growing. We're expanding. We're doing this. Um as much as I want Cyberpunk 2077 to succeed, as much as I want to see new Witcher stuff and all that, now is not the time to start basically, I'm, I don't know, in a weird way, taking a victory lap. Like, look, we're great. We're growing. We have all these future plans when the game that is right in front of us is fundamentally broken and it needs a lot of work. Like, I, I honestly don't really want to hear about how great Cyberpunk 2077 is until you fix the problems that need to be fixed. This patch is only part one in a series of things that they need to do to rebuild their reputation. And this, this just, it just seems tone deaf, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I really wish this would have just been a a simple statement. Hey, we acquired a studio, keep the other roadmap stuff for down the road. When you've fixed the game more, you, you have more goodwill out there in the community, people talking about it because the chatter on social media was instantly well, fix the game. That's all people yep. are talking about. This game is broken. Why are you talking about the future when the present is still broken? This was what I had talked about for the longest time, right, Paris, about the when people were like, oh, well, I can't wait for that PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X version in the spring. I was like, you're not getting it in spring. Like, you can't put that out until you have the base model fixed. You can't yeah. put it out until you've done that. Otherwise, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, like, what are you doing? Why would you do this? Let alone whatever the hell Sony's thinking in terms of letting you put something on the store. No, completely agree. Look, I, I want all this to happen. I'm excited to see whatever these expansions are going to be. Obviously, whatever they do next with The Witcher, the multiplayer aspects. I get what CD Projekt Red as a company is doing. It, it is exciting. But it's like you're letting the air out of the balloon because you're now announcing all this stuff when the elephant in the room right now says this game is broken. Your next major project is not what you promised it to be. Please fix that first. And I know there's a ton of people over there working hard to realize that, but just this wasn't the time to say. Do you, so, so you think it's an optics issue, Paris? Yes. That they, they needed to be like in a in a period of like mourning and contrition for longer before they before they started saying, "Hey, check out our next exciting moves." You know, I, I yeah, completely. Hey, let's let's keep it as simple as this. Maybe not talk about future plans until you get the current game back on the PlayStation Store. I think it's that simple. Right. Yeah, I think right. that's the biggest thing, right? Where you get you get the game, you promise people for years to the state that it can be playable on that platform. Then you're allowed yep. to talk about what is coming next. Okay. Oh, oh, hey, Paris, before you go, sorry, there was yep. one from the chat here. Lakershead2432 does say, can Paris chime in on the Pikmin Top 2 Nintendo <laughs> franchise debate? You know, it's so funny. I, I was going to say something in the chat as I'm listening to this. Look, as a fellow Laker fan, as a fellow part of the Purple and Gold, I want to defend him, but he's a thousand percent wrong. Yeah. No, no it's, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, it, no, I, appreciate I can't that. defend I appreciate you. That. 
Gary, turn your camera back on. You went away, but you didn't turn your camera. Back. I, um, you for some reason, my, my my Discord shit the bed. It restarted. Sorry about Again, that. Again, we know that there's beef the between you and Paris. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, there was a couple in Paris. Thank you. Uh, you can go back to your house whenever you need to. Uh, just to close the loop here on the Pikmin stuff, though, there were a couple of your wrongs about it. All right. Uh, not Lakers fan wrote in and said uh, Lakers Lakers head got cut off uh, before falling down a well. They meant Pikmin is the number two or the top two Nintendo franchises that include Pikmin. <laughs> For one is super smart. There you go. Brothers. There you go. <laughs> and then Foodie and Fit wrote in actually with some actual information. We have to give Lakers head a little bit of credit here. Uh, he wrote in with the fandom uh, video game sales wiki for best selling Nintendo games. And it's closer than you think. At number one, it's Mario. At number two, it's Pokemon. Number three, Wii series. Number four, Legend of Zelda. Number five, Donkey Kong. Number six, Animal Crossing. Number seven, Smash Brothers. Number eight, Game and Watch. Number nine, Kirby. Number 10, Brain Age. Number 11, Nintendo Dogs, number 12, Duck Hunt, number 13, Yoshi, number 14, Wario, number 15, Luigi's Mansion, number 16, Metroid, number 17, Splatoon, number 18, Fire Emblem, number 19, Star Fox, number 20, Tamagotchi, number 21, Big Big Brain Academy, number 22, Ring Fit Adventure, number 23, Pikmin, there it was, he forgot to three. He he meant it was a top 23 Nintendo franchise when he said that in the chat there. I understand, Lakers head. I, 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 I have typos all the time, too, where I leave the three off of 23 and then act oh. like Pikmin. <laughs> I saw someone in the chat for the record be like, Laker's head is really nice. Stop being mean to him. We're, this is not being mean. This is us hanging out. Laker's head has been a longtime kind of funny supporter. We are not. We are. He, I would hope, is in a, he's a 46-month subscriber on the channel. We're just having Dude, a good time here. I don't usually look at the chat, but I pulled it up because everyone's talking about the chat right now. Someone in the chat, I forgot his name, it scrolled by now, just said the guy on the right, but presumably he means me, has a super weird accent, lol. I'd just like to tell that person to fuck off. Fair enough. You got him. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got him, Gary. You got him. <laughs> Crushed him. You know what I mean? Well, it's not a weird accent. It's just different than yours. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Lakers head, we love you very much. Thank you for hanging out and being fun today. Uh, number four and final on your Roper report for Thursday. I got a Fortnite Switch update for you. Beginning today, a new update will allow for improved visual performance and a consistent frame rate on Nintendo Switch Fortnite. When playing Fortnite in handheld mode, you can now enjoy 1140 by 660 resolution. And when playing on a TV, you can expect 1560 by 880 resolution. As a bonus, the game now takes up 140 megabytes less storage on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, getting a, this is from Nintendo, or maybe it's from Fortnite, I forget who. Getting a victory RL has never felt better on Nintendo Switch. Congratulations if you're still playing Switch Fortnite. And if you aren't, and you've always wanted to play Fortnite, great place to start. Nobody really builds on Nintendo. It's easy. Er. By the way, Greg, if you are a fan of, uh, Oi, I know you like to get me on the Oi Governor uh, content. Yeah. You should be, you should be listening um, into, uh, you should be Englishman tuning into Englishman in Los Angeles because yeah. the character I play on the show, Gary Mitchell, has actually has that accent that you like to make fun of me having, which I don't have in real life, but I do on the show. I, it's not that I make fun of you. It's just that I do such a spot-on impression. It's like when you know, like I mean, when you look is, at a mirror, you're like, is, is that really uncanny. what I look at? Like, oh, it is uncanny when I hear oh, you God, doing it. It really is uncanny, yeah. ain't it? Yeah, see, that's no, what I'm just, I mean, right, right there. It's like, oh, I, I honestly thought I was hearing myself back in my head. Don't hear of Dark Wars now? Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we have any more fun on the show, let's talk about the sponsors. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to get the show ad-free, but you didn't. So let's talk about today, ExpressVPN. Does it make sense that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home? What about the idea that a single company controls 90% of internet searches, runs your email service, 
and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone. Big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these tech juggernauts. That's why Kind of Funny recommends ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked and data mined. Ah, but... When you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech can use to personally identify you, so ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. Uh, What I like most about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. Download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button, and you are protected. We've talked about it before. I believe it was Kevin and Cool Greg using it back in the day. Uh, So... Stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN Kind of Funny Trust to keep us safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash games. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash games to get an extra three months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash games right now to learn more. Gary? Yes, Greg? I'm excited for everyone to use ExpressVPN and be protected forever on the internet. But that protection is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official, oh, let me try this. The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Gary, I do want to, I know I've complimented someone, your someone Sunday in the chat Sunday. Asked, someone in the chat asked for that voice. So I, I love that voice, and I, uh, we've complimented that voice before. But what happened, and we didn't actually reference it on the show, but I saw the chat and my own heart a flutter. Your comic book guy earlier was great. Oh, uh, you know what? And the funny thing is, I've never done it. That was my first time even trying to do it. Do it again? No, I don't, I don't do it on, on demand. I do it when you least expect it. Oh, well, okay. Thank you, Lucy. Lucy, Gary does a really good Simpsons comic book guy. But he won't do it again. That was his first time, and he won't do it again now. I know, right? You let, you let Lucy down. You know what I mean? I, I can't do hers. I can't do a Geordie accent, unfortunately. I wish he I could. He says he can't do a Geordie accent either. That's fine. It's very difficult. Okay, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a tricky. Tr- it's a very, very broad accent. It's She's a tricky one to do. Hello, Lucy. Out today, Disco Elysium, the final cut is on PlayStation 5, PS4, PC, and Mac. Lucy is excited and loved that game and wanted me to play it. Now I actually will. Kingdom Hearts 3 is on PC. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix is on PC. Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory is on PC. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue is on PC. C14 is on PS5 and PS4. I Saw Black Clouds is on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Auto Chess is on PS5. Narita Boy is on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Undermine is on PS4. Evil Genius 2 is on PC. Balloon Girl, or Balloon Girl? Balloon Girl is on Switch. After Pulse is on Switch. Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger 2 <laughs> Bush Rescue HD is on Switch. <laughs> Aaron's Adventure is on PC. The Binding of Isaac Repentance DLC is on PC. Uh, Accelerate is out on Steam today. Uh, there's now a passive run update for Unto the End. It's been released uh, on PC and PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S, and the Xbox uh, PC Game Passes. All Red Dead Online players will receive a free seasonal care package this week full of essential items to keep for keeping their health, steed, and sidearms in tip-top shape. 
Uh, GameSpot reports that Epic Games has released its first major patch for Fortnite Battle Royale Season 6. Uh, that's not right, though. It's Chapter whatever. Anyway, uh, oh, Chapter 2, Season 6. Uh, the 16.10 update is now live on all platforms, and as expected, the eggs found around the island have hatched, revealing raptors inside and a number of other changes that have been made as well. Kevin, are you excited to go? Uh, I, I think you ride the raptors. Are you excited for that? You want some, <laughs> you to play some? For reals? Oh, man, I'm so excited. I, so. I can't wait. Uh, Dead by Daylight launches a new chapter today called All Kill, and it's K-pop inspired. And then, well, actually, I got two things for you. Right as we were going live, Insomniac tweeted, rolling out today, our new Miles Morales PS4, Miles Morales PS5 update adds the advanced tech suit and includes various fixes. Additionally, on PS5, the, updates add, the update adds realistic muscle deformation on select suits. That's great. Good job, Insomniac. However... If that wasn't enough, Insomniac tweets as well. We talked about this yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. That in, uh, of course, right now, till March 31st, you can get Ratchet and Clank 2016 for free as play at home. We made it. Uh, the hashtag, we, or PS, we played this on PS I Love You, which is our book club, right? And then it was like uh, yesterday, uh, Insomniac announced that in April sometime, they were going to put out a 60 frames per second patch for PS5. We all got sad because we were all playing that game right now and we won't get the benefit from it. Reading our prayers... I guess. I don't know. Uh, Insomniac tweets today. Surprise. The update is now live. Get blasting Rangers. So if you're waiting to try out Ratchet and Clank in 60 frames on PS5, you can now do it because Insomniac is, I'm not going to say the best developer on earth, but they are fucking serving up the hotness right they're, now. So they're, I mean, they're very good. They're very good. And by the way, I'm glad that we, uh, this is why I often wait. We still haven't played uh, Miles Morales just because, you know, there's been a lot going on in our lives this and you know, other game. games to play. But now when we finally do, I think we're actually going to start maybe as early as this week. Now that we finally boot it up, we'll get the version. Our first experience with it will be all nicely patched up with extra suits and stuff like that. It's a better experience than we would have had if we would have played it for the first time on day one. I understand why people want to play games on day one, of sure. course. But for people who wait, there are benefits. You know, you get all the extra stuff. At some point, and I don't know when, it'll be during a slow point, I'm going to double back and platinum Miles Morales on PS4. I already got the PS5 platinum. Wow. I can do that. Is it two Great separate game. platinums? Is that how it works? It is, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. uh, new, new dates for you. Summer, done, Summer Games Done Quick is returning online July 4th through the 11th. Speedrunner submissions are now open. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, they open on March 31st and close April 11th if you want to get into it. And then Knockout City, we already think, I think we already knew it was launching on Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S on May 21st, but you, there's going to be a cross-platform beta April 2nd to April 4th if you want to get in there and try that out. I know uh, Snow White Mike had talked about that on the X-Cast and you and Paris had been into it. That's that dodgeball game, Knockout City, where you're jumping around throwing the ball at each other yeah um mike um uh played around with it he's uh his impressions on it were kind of mixed like a little bit lukewarm is that but it was that thing where he talked i talked to him before xcast and after and he said that you and uh uh, paris actually kind of turned him around a little bit on it of like i'd want to play this with my kid i mean just on the concept i think kids will like it it's got you know it's like an it's got it's very fortnighty when i first saw the graphics i thought it was like a fortnight spin-off or expansion or they've gone sure. for a Fortnite kind of style you know it's it, i would say like Fortnite meets splatoon is the vibe and for kids maybe you know that, i mean you say to me hey Fortnite meets splatoon like the fucking cash registers are going off in my eyes right away so i know maybe they'll do well with it ladies and gentlemen that's your show we have a post show to do over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games another banger we another banger in the bank 
Before we go over there, though, I do want to give you the your wrongs. All right, we had some fun with them earlier on. Let's have some serious ones here. Zach writes in and says, additional material that released alongside the rise of Skywalker says that Ray's father is actually not Palpatine's son, but a clone of failed Palpatine and doesn't have the Force. I know that I know it doesn't make sense and contradicts the movie. So there you go. Nah, I'm ignoring that one. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to pretend you never said any of that. And then Radic writes in and says, not a correction, but additional information about CD Projekt's, uh, CD Projekt's roadmap update for 2021. The next generation update for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is coming in the second half of the year. So there you go. Not a year. So we had a great show there. We, got, we nailed Lakers head. Zach kept us honest about Rise. You came down Raddick on that guy hard. Yeah. When you're here, when you've been around that long, you, you want to be part of the show. Everybody's had, like, Lakers, now oh, here we go. Here we fucking go in the chat. Lakers head 24-32. Pikmin 2 is legit top three GameCube games, Greg. Oh, that wasn't the argument. Was that the argument? That wasn't the argument. You said top two Nintendo franchises expecting that I wouldn't see it. Old eagle eye Greg. Do you think these peepers miss bullshit when it's said about anything out there? They don't. I don't miss shit. I don't miss any bullshit. So if you're going to be out there <laughs> bullshitting, you're going to get caught by me, all right? The one, yeah, the one, the one that caught, the one that that I saw earlier that annoyed was the guy that said I played Cyberpunk for two hundred hours and then refunded it because it was broken. Isn't that like eating a fucking three course meal and then asking for a refund because there was yeah, something you, wrong? Yeah, that, that ain't cool. That ain't cool. That ain't cool. That ain't cool. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we got to post you to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go there to be part of the show. You can go there right now. Uh, start asking questions for tomorrow's show, which is going to be Blessing and Tim. Thursday is going to be God help us, Nick and Andy for the April Fool's Day episode. And then Friday will be Blessing and Lucy James from GameSpot herself. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Write in with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your squad up requests. Remember, I, we don't dial back. So you have to, if you want to be squatting up and we didn't do it the day before, put it in every day. So you get in there. We'll get you in there. Um, yeah, I think that's the big stuff. Post show to do. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Go there, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review the podcast. If you're watching live, you're about to get a Twitch stream on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. It is Snowbike Mike, Nick, Andy, and wait, who is it, Kev? What's happening next? They're playing control. That's it. You, you They're playing control. Right. They're playing some control. Nick, I nailed it. That'll be fun. Beating control. It's going to be exciting stuff. If, you've, if you miss it and want to watch it later, YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays. You really wanted to say IGN there. That's a that's a rare one. Six wow. years into my own company, wow. but you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, IGN makes some good content. They got that Rebecca Valentine now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got a post show to do. But until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you. <laughs>